Welcome to The Prevention Perspective, a podcast dedicated to sharing information, ideas, and resources about violence prevention work. The topics discussed in this podcast, including healthy relationships, prevention practices, and dating or sexual violence can be difficult, and we urge you to listen with care. Our hosts are not licensed counselors or mental health professionals. If you or someone you care about have experienced domestic, dating, or sexual violence, please call the National Domestic Violence Hotline at 1-800-799-7233. You can also find more resources in the description of this podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Prevention Perspective. My name is Tracy. I'm the Prevention Program Manager and your host today, and I'm so excited to have Deborah in the studio with us. Um, Deborah, do you want to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do at the WCA? Yes, I'm Deborah D'Souza, and I am the financial educator and coach at the WCA. I've been here eight years, and I provide financial workshops for youth, teens, and adults, as well as financial coaching for those individuals that complete our financial empowerment course. Very cool. Um, So you've been with the WCA for a while now, but what is your why or why do you do the work that you do? I want our community members to feel comfortable advocating for themselves, no matter what circumstance they're in, and certainly when it comes to finances. I want community members to feel empowered when setting and working toward their financial goals and believe that financial independence is possible. We all have made financial mistakes in the past, and it is understanding that you can get back on track, and there are so many great resources available to help you in that process. I agree. I think I think financial empowerment is something that sometimes feels very out of reach for people. But I think having programs like yours um, and just people out in the community really having this open and honest discussion about it. We talk a lot on the podcast about the subjects that people don't like talking about, and money is one of those, (laughs) right? Um, And so I think it's just really, really cool, the work that you do and the way that you empower um, or provide a, a place for people to empower themselves when it comes to their finances so and it's not how educated you are it's not how much money you make it's not if you own your own home or if you rent it it, it's possible for anyone Mm -hmm. it's it it's where you start from where you end up at but everyone has that potential and it's just understanding that you have that potential Mm -hmm. and not letting someone hold you back from working toward that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we call what you do financial empowerment. Um, other folks might have heard the term financial literacy. Um, is there a difference in between those two? And if so, can you explain that? So when the program first started, it was uh, financial literacy. Mm-hmm. And the program has been in place since 2010. Okay. And so it was a partnership. The WCA was the lead partner, and then there were several other Treasure Valley agencies who came on board. 
And what I had found from feedback from participants or maybe those who didn't think they could participate was the literacy Mm. piece of it. And literacy, does that mean I have to know something about it? Will I be able to understand what's going on with it? And so that it, it's really about empowerment. That's the whole reason that they started the program. Mm-hmm. And when someone has power, they are controlling themselves and others. And oftentimes it's in an oppressive way, holding individuals back from reaching their full potential. And empowerment is where they are able to take control over themselves. They mm-hmm. they can start taking control over their destiny and being able to advocate for themselves. And so I felt it was important to update it, refresh mm-hmm. it. And so that's where um, the financial empowerment piece came from. And it's just understanding that each person's journey is different, but that they can learn to advocate. And, and it could start with advocating at their child's school advocating because something's not going right in their apartment complex or their community. And if they want to email or they want to make a phone call, that they can feel comfortable in choosing to do that. And they have a right to do that. The answer may be no, maybe they're not able to do what they need to, but at least they feel confident knowing that they are an important part of the community. And so that starts the conversation and then understanding how to start advocating for themselves in a financial way. That's awesome. And kind of what I'm hearing is like giving them that space to feel empowered with their finances can also lead to them feeling that empowerment in other places in their lives, which obviously we know as working with folks who are experiencing abuse, like that's been taken away from them in so many ways that, that, um, yeah, it's just a great step towards that, that freedom and that safety. Um, so, so cool. Definitely. Um, awesome. Well, we will take just a really quick break and then we will be back with Deborah talking about um, more details about financial empowerment. So stay tuned. Are you looking for more information about violence prevention? Whether you're a domestic violence service provider, educator, or parent, you can find more resources on our website at wcaboise.org. You will find lessons, videos, conversation guides, shareable social media content, and more all in one place. Resources will be added regularly, so make sure to keep checking back for updates. We are back on Prevention Perspective with Deborah D'Souza, financial empowerment educator with the WCA. And we already talked a little bit about this, but um, Deborah, why is financial empowerment such a critical piece when working with survivors of domestic abuse? So as I mentioned earlier, the financial empowerment program started in 2010, and I have been with the program since 2013. It started because we found so many community members reaching out for services as abuse survivors who were dealing with financial economic abuse, as well as physical, sexual, or emotional. And the financial economic abuse is what kept them in a relationship. Clients have shared that they didn't know or feel there was a way out 
or didn't understand how to start their own financial journey in order to take care of themselves and their children because that hadn't been an option to make those financial decisions or they hadn't had access to financial resources in relationships or their partner had destroyed their credit. Mm. Um, They had interfered with them being able to get or keep a job or um, get more training in education to be able to increase their pay. And so they just feel stuck in that Mm -hmm. or that fear of what happens when I do try to get out and what happens if I fail. Yeah. So obviously this podcast is dedicated to um, talking about violence prevention and the many, many different ways that we can work towards preventing violence. Um, How do you think that financial empowerment Um, can help to prevent violence either from happening in the first place or happening to somebody who maybe already has experienced violence but um, prevent them from experiencing further violence? I think for someone taking the class and understanding the signs of economic abuse, it will help with relationships going forward and understanding the signs of a good financial relationship with a partner. This would be beneficial for anyone starting a relationship and making sure the partnership is healthy in a financial way, as well as for someone having experienced financial abuse from a partnership in the past and understanding how to build a healthier financial relationship in the future. Yeah. Um, What about, I'm curious uh, to know your thoughts on like, how could potentially like, say a family, um, a mother and some children, um, and the mother goes through the financial empowerment program, how do you think that that could help prevent potentially like the children even from experiencing like violence or abuse later in life? Um, Interesting that you bring that up. I've actually had two daughters take my financial empowerment class um, within the past six months. Mm Mm-hmm. And their mothers took my class um, the past few years. One was a high school student, Mm -hmm. um, had just turned 18, was graduated um, this year and took the class. So that's an important conversation that we have is, what did you learn about finances growing up? Mm -hmm. That's how we would start it. And so often I heard, I wish I had this in school. I wish I had the sense to know what to share with my daughters, or I want to be able to share this, or with my sons, you know, with Mm -hmm. my sister, um, my brother, siblings, things like that. And so um, that was really um, special that the moms trusted me with their daughters to be able to attend the class and get that and then hopefully start their relationships in a positive way. Wow. That's such an exciting thing. I mean, it just makes me smile. (laughs) Yeah, definitely with the high schooler. I thought I just, she asked really great questions. Um, She followed up. We've had a couple coaching sessions. She's off to college. And she knows that um, that's an option for her going forward, that financial coaching piece. Mm -hmm. And it's just really great that she has that positive piece um, going forward. Yeah. And just really set that like strong foundation um, for financial 
empowerment, independence, security, um, especially when she's going out into the world on her own now. Mm -hmm. That's so exciting. Definitely. Um, And I know that, you know, you go in and do um, some education in classrooms similarly to what we do. And it's just really, um, it's really interesting to me the, the things that we don't learn about in school. Um, and, you know, re- the relationships education pieces that we do, you know, really, really limited um, in terms of where and how that's happening. And I'm curious to know, like, in a, in a perfect world or in a dream world, like, what would education around financial um, empowerment be like for, for young folks, for your teens or even younger? And I think that's a conversation that we continuously have. I'm in the Idaho Financial Literacy Coalition, which is the Idaho uh, Coalition of Jumpstart. And Jumpstart's a national mm-hmm. organization for K-12 education. And this is a, a, across the country. Yeah. It, it's very important. There are states that already have those educational pieces in place mm-hmm. where um, that's part of the curriculum. And others, you know, they try and integrate it as much as possible. Then it comes down to funding. It comes down to um, so many other things that um, we're required to teach. I was a classroom teacher at one point. And so I understand those limitations. And and that's why I choose to go into the youth and teen um, agencies and programs Mm -hmm. and schools to try and give support to the the teachers and I can go in and do a workshop and that frees them up there's there's other um, agencies out there doing the same thing and so it's just finding a way to integrate it it's Mm -hmm. not okay we're going to do it for this week or we're going to do it for six weeks or even a semester it needs to be a conversation that's integrated all throughout school and conversations that you can help parents understand and families understand so they can have those conversations at home as well. And it just becomes part of their daily routine. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, very similarly with, you know, some of the stuff that we're trying to do in terms of, yes, you know, we go into classrooms and do education directly with students, but like also trying to provide the support to teachers and school staff who are already tasked with so much um, on their plates and then providing that support for parents and caregivers and families because yeah they may not they may not have gotten that information either mm-hmm. so um, I just think yeah the kind of holistic way that you go about doing your work is really really cool and fits so closely in line with ours that um, yeah I just really appreciate um, being able to work with you yeah. Um, we're going to take one more quick break and then we will be back with Deborah um, talking about how someone can become financially empowered. So stick around. Domestic abuse is not just about physical violence. It can be emotional abuse, verbal abuse, financial abuse, or coercive control. It can be someone telling you where to go, who to see, what to wear, or checking your phone. These things are not okay, and they are not a part of any type of healthy relationship, whether it be romantic, friendship, or any kind of intimate partner relationship. If any of these describe the type of relationship you are in, you are not alone. There are help and resources out there. Visit wcaboise.org for information or call the National Domestic Violence Hotline. 
Remember, you're not alone. Help is out there. Deborah, um, and I'm curious to ask, there, again, are this huge avoidance for people to talk about issues that um, are difficult, including money, right? Especially if they might be having financial difficulties. Um, What would you recommend for somebody who maybe is feeling some level of guilt or shame about asking for financial help? Oftentimes it starts just with word of mouth or hearing a story, seeing a movie, reading an article that starts the process of building your own individual financial journey. There's so many resources available for individuals, couples, families, um, it, the community, it, it really fits the knowledge is power. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't feel guilty about asking for help or resources, no matter what the topic and oftentimes Um, We've been taught that either from our families, from our community. Um, It's just we don't talk about those things. And so then you feel embarrassed to to ask those questions when when you get to that point in your life that you need the answers. It's about feeling proud about advocating for yourself as everyone has the right to do and should do without that attachment of fear. One person shares financial resources with 10 people, and those 10 people share with 10 people. And eventually, we become a more financially literate and financially independent community. Yeah. Um, And I think that, I mean, again, we've talked about this before, but the stigma around asking for help, whether it's with your mental health, whether it's with you know, experiencing relationship abuse, whatever the case might be, um, is just so damaging. Um, and I think as a society, as a community, we really need to move beyond that, you know, mentality of individualistic or what is it? Rugged individualism, pull yourself up by your bootstraps sort of mentality and, you know, really, come to the place where we believe that when we all do better, we all do better. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. and I, I really do think that the financial empowerment piece is a huge piece of that. And even just thinking about, you know, the other, other factors that, um, what I would call like risk factors for people experiencing violence, you know, poverty is among the highest of, of those. And so, how much of a difference would it make for our community if this was, again, something that was widely accepted, widely talked about, widely resourced um, to really provide those most vulnerable to violence in particular with the t- tools and the skills and the knowledge to be able to um, to advocate for themselves and empower themselves. I just think there's such a deep connection that yeah, people are just afraid to talk about and we just need to stop being afraid of it. (laughs) And even, um, understanding that you will be listened to or not feeling that shame, like you Mm. said, or not feeling embarrassed because you realize, Oh wow, this relationship I was in, I didn't realize 
that's what was happening. Yeah. I can't, be- or I can't believe I let that happen. Or I mm-hmm. can't believe that, you know, I let this happen to myself and my children, whatever it right. is. And you feel that. And, and then um, that may stop you from reaching out. Right. That fear, for- that judgment. Yeah. Yes, definitely from friends or family members mm-hmm. or, you know, things like that. So, yeah. Um, so what can people do for themselves or their children or their families to improve their financial knowledge or security? I think it's important to ask questions, Mm -hmm. read an article, a blog post or a book, watch a webinar or video, listen to a speaker, attend a podcast or attend a workshop, <laughs> listen to podcasts hey. like us, um, have conversations with your partner, family, friends. There are so many free resources that are available for individuals and families to get started in this process. You can definitely pay to attend a workshop uh, or a conference, but mm-hmm. there's just, it's important for me to make sure that the information I'm sharing, the resources I'm sharing are easily accessible and they're free. You don't have to worry about being able to afford um, the knowledge Mm -hmm. or to afford the the resources. So in the schools, um, Junior Achievement does Mm -hmm. a lot in the schools. So looking up Junior Achievement and they're across the state. The, like I said earlier, the, I, I do a whole financial literacy coalition, which is um, the national or the national coalition Jumpstart K-12. We're the Idaho Coalition and uh, the Idaho Financial Literacy Coalition. It's IdahoFLC.org. Jumpstart is jumpstart.org. And then for consumer information, consumer.gov and consumer.ftc.gov. Those are, you can find a lot of resources on credit and dealing with debt collection, budgeting, saving, um, purchasing a vehicle, college, Mm -hmm. you know, the, the FAFSA paying for college. There's, there are just so many resources out there and even going to these websites, which will then offer you even further resources. Mm -hmm. There's just so many things out there, webinars that you could listen to. It's not one size fits all. You know, you may like to listen to or watch videos. You may want to listen to a podcast. You may want something to to touch and be able to read. Um, There's just an something for everyone. Right. And, and so it, it just starts with that, that question, doing that search um, to see what's available. Right. And then for somebody who might want more like individualized information, um, finding somebody like you, right. Um, a financial empowerment educator to really work with them on their specific circumstances um, and work towards their goals. Right. Yes, definitely. And so if uh, there is are individuals who are currently receiving services here at the WCA, they can get a referral from their case manager, our um, client advocates, our uh, court advocacy team, or even the clinicians. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes they're just working with a clinician and they can refer. You can contact um, me directly, um, either my email or you can um, call my extension 
and which is 0269 so 208-343-3688 extension 0269 and i have monthly workshops so there's four workshops the first one is budgeting the second one is credit the third one is saving and the fourth one is financial resources Mm. you get you receive a certificate of attendance for each of those that you choose to attend. If you choose to attend all four, you actually get a course completion certificate and that entitles you to financial coaching ongoing as long as you need it. And then I am also out in the community at several agencies doing workshops as well. I'm working with the youth and teens, hoping to get back in person in the fall. And then I also want to do a couple of community workshops. So one in the fall and one in the spring. And, you know, it could be having some other community members come in and and talk about credit or talk about budgeting or Mm -hmm. different types of savings accounts. I've done one in the past on a college savings. So I had Ideal come in and Trio. And so that's what I would like to continue doing. And those are my goals for this next year. That's awesome. Um, And yeah, all of the links for information that Deborah has mentioned, we'll put in the description of the podcast. um, So that can all be found there. And then, yeah, just a reminder that all of the services that the WCA provides, including Deborah's financial empowerment, is provided at absolutely no cost and confidentially for anybody who um, who wants to access them. So uh, find more information about that on our website. And again, that will be in the description of the podcast. Um, and, and then also um, the resources too are on if you click on our help, get help on our website, mm-hmm. and then you click on the link for financial empowerment. There are several links listed on there as well. Oh, cool. We'll direct link that um, mm-hmm. page then. Um, awesome. I Is there anything else you want to say, Deborah? Anything, any parting words? Um, just, you know, and, and this year has been a tough year for a, a lot of people. Mm. So certainly if you have struggled in the past, you probably definitely did this last year. And there are lots of resources out there to help. So if it's just calling and even getting one of those resources, I would love to um, get you going in the right direction and just not be to, to not be afraid. And if you've stumbled and you've gone backwards, that you can get back on track and, you know, just set those small goals and, and work forward and and it will work out in the end. Great. Well, I'm so grateful that you were able to come on the podcast today and hope that we will have a chance to talk to you again in the future. So thanks so much for being here. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Prevention Perspective. Again, if you or someone you know has experienced domestic, dating, or sexual violence, please call the National Domestic Violence Hotline at one 800 799 7233. Or you can call the WCA's 24-hour hotline at 208-343-7025. Don't forget to follow us on social media at WCA underscore Boise and WCA Youth Reps. If you have any suggestions for topics you would like us to cover or get more information about anything you heard on today's episode, contact us through the email provided in the description of the podcast. I hope it will help you to do a better job.